Dennis Stewart, uh, last week we talked about the contribution of women uh, in mm. the UK and here yes. as well. And in the, the herbal renaissance, you talked about where Correct. herbal medicine came up a, much more into our consciousness. Sure. Now, today, you want to carry on that theme a little bit. Look, I do, because I said last week, and I'd like to reiterate it today, uh, natural medicine, particularly herbal medicine, has been primarily the, the, the domain of the woman. And I'd like to do uh, honour that by talking about some other women, particularly Australian women, that have, uh, how can I call it, carried the torch of herbal medicine in modern times. Health naturally, as well as talking about women, especially Australian women in herbal medicine, we're interested in what you've got to say. So Charles has rung in from Maitland. And Charles, you'd like to ask Dennis about a couple of diets. Dennis, what's your opinion of a low-carb diet together with intermittent fasting? Okay, look... I tend to uh, concur with that. In fact, I'm a great fan of intermittent fasting. It's uh, no secret I've conveyed it to my listeners and to many of my patients. Um, I uh, carry out that procedure usually on a Monday and a Thursday. And by that I mean on those two days, I reduce uh, my intake of food quite dramatically by about two-thirds. And on that day in particular, I, virt- I virtually forego uh, the eating of carbs. Now that is that is pretty close to this five-two dietary idea that has been around from a long for a long time. So whilst it's not exactly intermittent fasting, it's getting close to it. That is deliberately uh, structuring your eating so that you uh, reduce deliberately, and uh, in my case, uh, work around um, a predominantly uh, protein or salads on the two days when I'm in that fasting frame, so I concur with it. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I've been doing it for 15 weeks and I've lost 15 kilos, but yep. I'm doing the uh, eating over an eight-hour period, one or two meals, yes, yes, and, and then the rest of the time fasting, and it seems to... Um, I'll lose about a kilo a week, okay. which I'm happy to do. Okay. Now, look, all that I would say there, and I applaud what you're doing because uh, you would realise that our biggest problem in our society and in the hunter in particular is the uh, is the problem of obesity and that has a lot to do in my opinion with the way in which we have uh, in recent times in recent decades uh, swung too far in the direction of carbs and sugary pro- uh, products and away from our traditional emphasis on 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 protein but having and so I congratulate you on the weight you've lost. The only thing that I would say is, in any program where you are losing weight, you need to keep in contact with a healthcare professional, preferably a doctor, who can make sure that during that period that you're doing this, that you're not in any other way compromising in any aspect of your health. For instance, if you were, were a diabetic, you would want to make sure that your doctor was monitoring. Um, your diabetic condition, uh, your blood sugar levels as you lost weight because um, your doctor would probably tell you that um, if you lose weight and, you, and if you're a type 2 diabetic, there's a good chance that your blood sugar level would correspondingly uh, begin to drop and you might not therefore need to be on some of the medication 
he or she may have prescribed. So I don't know your situation. All I would say is you seem to be doing it very well. You've got a handle on uh, this dietary um, situation that's very popular at present. But I say to all listeners, once you start losing weight or in the journey that you're going on, uh, make sure that you're covering your bases Keep in contact uh, with your GP who can monitor you, and particularly if you're on medication, whether it be diabetic or other, it's wise to work with your GP. Wonderful. Thank you. Good on you. Sounds as though you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Uh, Thank you, Charles. And Robin has rung in from Hedden Greeter. Now, Robin, your question's about joint pain and relief for that. Yes. Hi, Dennis. How are you going? I'm very well, Robin. Nice to talk to you. Yes, thank you. Um, my husband, um, he suffers from vascular disease. So yes, yes. he had uh, open heart surgery, yes. had double bypass, yes. um, mechanical mitral valve. So yes. he can't take any like omega-3 yes. type products. Yes, of course. That um, would have a blood thinning effect on him. Yes, because yep. he's already on blood thinners. Yes, of course. So my question is, mm. what can he take that will help with his arthritic joint okay. pain okay. without it affecting... Okay. Look, one of the things um, that I would suggest, and again here, uh, because of your husband's situation, he must run past his uh, his GP or perhaps yep. his cardiologist what my yep. recommendations would be. But yep. I would uh, confidently recommend that he discuss the, uh, the going on to of therapeutic doses of the New Zealand green lip muscle. Green, now, ah, yeah, the, okay, yeah. New Zealand green lip muscle is well documented. You yourself can uh, get on the net and, and check it out. It has a good reputation. It, mm-hmm. In fact, it made its reputation years ago as a result of a, a medical practitioner in, um, in Scotland uh, using it on a very compromised elderly lady whose uh, hip joint was actually uh, fused, so to speak, and she had yep. a remarkable recovery. He did a, a paper, I believe, for The Lancet, and uh, the rest is history. So I'm a great fan of the New Zealand green lip muscle, and you can purchase various preparations of it. You would have mm-hmm. to ensure that uh, taking it was in the correct dosage. Uh, yeah, I, keep, yeah. I keep saying any of the natural products you're using you must be assured that the dose that you're taking them in is an effective dose. The other thing that might be useful, yes. uh, and he may well be doing it, I'm not sure, but again, run, uh, run this past your GP or your cardiologist, the, mm-hmm. the quiet perseverance with a glucosamine-based product, glucosamine and chondroitin. Now, I, I spoke about this some time ago. It has a very, very good track record, despite the cynics. The problem with a lot of people that take it is that they don't understand that for glucosamine and chondroitin to assert themselves, you, generally speaking, have to be working with them for about three months before you can begin to notice some change. But I did a lot of reading recently for a seminar on muscular and skeletal problems, and I refreshed myself on the history of glucosamine and chondroitin and the product that I developed based on them. I'm more than ever convinced that we are still underestimating the potential of glucosamine and chondroitin for joint pain and degeneration of, of, of joint structure. Mm-hmm. They're, they're two things, yep. uh, well, three things actually. Uh, glucosamine and chondroitin are usually uh, together in a preparation. Okay, New Zealand yeah. green lip muscle uh, is prescribed usually on its own. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of things that I would be uh, confidently recommending to your husband. Okay, could he take them 
altogether? Like, would that yeah, be of any benefit? Well, keep in mind that there's no, the New Zealand green mussel, you can purchase it at, yes. uh, at supermarkets so you can, as okay. a food. All, you, yes. all that you're doing with the uh, medicinal preparation of it is taking a standardised preparation that has uh, guaranteed levels of active in it and a stipulated dosage. So it's a food. So I could not yes. I could not see how taking it or taking them all together okay, would yeah. be any problem. Okay, no worries. Well, thank you. We'll um, we'll have a chat with his um, his cardiologist, which we'll be yeah. seeing next month. And um, I think that's good. I yeah. think that's good. I'm, I'm look. I would be um, I'd be surprised if he didn't get some relief. Um, every person is different, and no one could make guarantees. But convey to your to your husband my comments that the the dosage has to be correct, and there needs to be a period of time, particularly with glucosamine, over which he he works before he can make a decision on its efficacy. Health naturally, and Dennis Stewart and Shireen has done just that. She's from Newcastle East. Shireen, now you've got a comment to make on the low carb and the fasting idea of things. Yes, I do. Thank you, Dennis. That was so encouraging, your comments. I actually started low-carb two years ago and I introduced intermittent fasting about four months ago. And in that time, all my joint pain is gone. I've trimmed almost 25 kilos for dresses. I have four dress sizes. My mobility has increased. My brain function has improved. I have a brain trauma from domestic violence so that's improved but the greatest benefit was when um i saw my gp and we did some my six monthly blood yes yes. my organ function had improved and for the first time in 24 years we were actually able to well we had to reduce my aroxine for my thyroid because my metabolism had increased well done Well done. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, You've really done a good job. And look, um, this is what I like to uh, to get feedback on on this program of people that have taken the initiative, have, have realised that at the end of the day, our health is really in our hands. Our good GPs and other health professionals are there for guidance and monitoring, but initiative has to be taken by all of us. And you have demonstrated uh, wonderfully how you've got yourself under control, your blood profile is good, all your markers yeah. are great. You must feel very, very proud of yourself, and I'm proud of you too. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis. Okay. I am proud. Good on and you. And I, play, I, played, yeah, I played with it at Christmas yes. and regretted it because yes. Yes. the joint pain and everything came back straight yeah. away. I'm never going to go off it again. Well, well done. Well done. I'm Thank sure, you. I'm sure other listeners will be encouraged with what you've said and what we've been discussing today. I hope others will take on board the, the, the emphasis of periodic um, fasting and, uh, and looking at the amount of, of carbs in their diet and achieving a result the same that you've achieved. Well done. Excellent, Shireen. Mm-hmm. It is health naturally. And Brooke has picked up the phone from Madawi and Brooke you're uh, on antidepressants and uh, you've got some concerns about your vitamin B12 levels would that be right? Yes I do good morning everybody. Hello Brooke. Dennis I have been to see you in your mm. your office and um, you remind me of a big furry teddy bear by the way. Okay. <laughs> we anyway. do love comments on these programs that's a nice one Brooke. <laughs> 
<laughs> well done. Darling, I've been on antidepressants for about 30 years now. Mm. Um, but it seems like it depletes my vitamin B12. I'm very anemic and low energy all the time and tired. And is okay. there such a thing that I could take to counteract that problem? Look, uh, you, you say that the the antidepressant that you're taking has has been causing a depletion of your vitamin B12 and, yeah. and also your iron levels. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Now... Have you discussed this with your prescribing doctor? No, I haven't. I haven't. You must do. You must do. Let me just say that um, uh, antidepressants uh, can be lifesavers. And um, I am uh, reluctant to recommend anything other than you, you see your GP and talk to him because if the antidepressant is behind the B12 deficiency factor and your anemic tendency, I'm yeah. sure he can recommend another antidepressant that could take over without yes. perhaps causing this. You obviously need to be on an antidepressant. Yes, and I, do. And I, yes. warn, I warn listeners uh, not to be stupid in trying to uh, toss aside a prescribed no, antidepressant. No. My history in, in complementary medicine has been to warn many of my clients and patients that what they are attempting to do is very, very problematic because sometimes people need to be on yes. the antidepressant to maintain yes. a quality of life. Talk, it's just like brushing your teeth. Yeah, yeah, you can't, I've, cannot... I've had to say that to many, many people. I've had to say, look, I'm on prescription medication. Um, mm -hmm. We all depend upon modern medicine to modify our lives, our experience of life, and life is too short um, yes. to feel unwell. And if an antidepressant is required to yes. give you that lift and your doctor is determined that, talk to your GP, talk to your GP, yes. explain what's happening. You'll yes. find there's something out there that will resolve this problem. Yes, thank you, Dennis. Okay. Thank you. Good on you, Brooke. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Brooke, for your call. And uh, Justin has rung in from Cole Point. Now, Justin, you've got some Qatar in the mornings. Yeah, it's, um, and some days it's so bad that I'm I'm actually coughing, walking okay. around the house in the morning. Okay, so what you what you're talking about is you've got uh, a lot of mucus that's accumulating in in your uh, in in your throat, and is coming probably from your upper respiratory tract, your sinuses in particular, and as a yeah. and as a result of that, you're waking up trying to to clear your throat, and uh, sometimes even to to cough up this mucus. And uh, yeah, you're not achieving very much. No, constantly clearing my throat okay, throughout okay. the morning. Okay. Yeah. Now look, um, I'll put uh, run a few things past you. First of all, um, as I always say to people with a with a condition, any condition that's been lingering for some time, get it looked at. Um, in in your case, a quick discussion with your GP uh, would be uh -huh. worthwhile just to check the status of your sinuses. Um, the second thing, however, is it's probably likely that there is no uh, infection there, but that needs to be checked out. Uh, the other thing is this. Uh, do you drink much milk? No. I, I found out um, quite uh, late in my 20s that I've, no, I have an intolerance to, to right. lactose, which, okay. which sort of okay. helped a lot, but yeah. I'd always had asthma and everything as a child. So You've had asthma as a child? Yeah, well, okay. but I was that generation where they gave us milk at school. Yeah, now. yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> I, I, uh, I uh, have grave reservations about the way in which uh, 
uh, milk is is emphasised in our in our society. I enjoy milk, but in some people, um, it can be quite uh, significantly problematical. The other thing is this: um, to look at it pragmatically, you may be able to help the situation by using some of what we in the herbal trade. Uh, use a terminology like anti-catarrhal herbs. Now, that term, that term catar is not a popular term today, but um, it, it, it conveys the idea of, of mucus building up in the system, usually in the upper respiratory tract, compromising um, our, our talking and, and our breathing in situations. One of, the, yeah. one of the best things to start off with, and it virtually costs you nothing, you can try it and get it from the supermarket, is it get hold of some fenugreek. Okay, now, yeah. Fenugreek is an old-fashioned favourite of, of an older breed of naturopaths that I belong to uh, who saw it as one of the most useful devices for resolving this problem. You can purchase it as a crude substance or you can purchase it in an encapsulated form. Probably the encapsulate, yeah, okay. probably the encapsulated form would be uh, would be uh, better for you, uh, easier yeah. to take, and would get better compliance. Go onto a course of, of fenugreek. The the other thing that you should do is also include in your diet herbs that have a very pungent, uh, warming, or spicy taste or sensation. Mm-hmm. Herbs, for instance, like ginger and cayenne. Yeah. In in Ayurvedic medicine. Uh, the medicine of, of South Asia that, that I studied and lecture on, uh, these herbs are always considered to have a drying up effect on catarrhal conditions oh, okay. because yeah. uh, catarrh in Ayurveda is, it talks of a particular constitutional type uh, that usually uh, is reactive, produces a lot of mucus and needs, if you like, the warming effect of pungent herbs. Now, I know this sounds a little bit esoteric, but in Ayurvedic terminology and philosophy, it makes a lot of sense. As well as using your fenugreek, start to pop a capsule of ginger a couple of times yep. a day, or if you can handle cayenne in a capsule form, even better, or uh, equally, uh, make teas of uh, ginger tea. My my dear wife loves ginger tea, and it's a pleasant okay, tea. Yeah. So I would suggest keep it simple, keep it simple, uh, take on board what I've said, Go to your health food store, get hold of some fenugreek preparations, some hold of a ginger or cayenne, give that a bit of a go. And the program is Health Naturally on 2NURFM. Dennis Stewart, we're joined now by Helen, who's rung in from Shortland. And you've got a message for Dennis. Helen? Yes, I do. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Helen. How are you? I'm, I'm very well, good, thank good, you. Good, good, good. I want to take you back to probably maybe six weeks ago now I was listening to your program. Yes. And a man phoned in and he had osteoarthritis. Yes. And you recommended the green lip muscle. Yes. Well, I have bad osteoarthritis. Yes. In my hip joint. I need two hip replacements. Dear, dear. And the pain down my right leg's been atrocious. Mm. So I went and purchased straight away yes. some green lip muscle. Yes. And I can recommend it's the most wonderful mm. natural product. Yes. In a week, my pain was reduced altogether, Dennis. I don't doubt it. I altogether. Don't doubt it. I don't doubt but, it. So I, I, I sometimes, well, I think at times people 
suspect that I go overboard with my enthusiasm for some of these things. It's not really that I'm going overboard, it's just that I have seen things like the New Zealand green lip mussel and glucosamine and chondroitin have that effect on so many people over my 40 years of practice that I'm entitled to be enthusiastic. Your comments are very, very pleasing to me and I thank you for ringing me up because it also uh, not only gives credibility to what I say, but also it encourages listeners out there to see that there's always options beyond the mainstream that could be accessed to give them help. I might surprise you when I say this, that the first serious paper that I read on the New Zealand green lip mussel was written by a well-known, and I'm going back now probably 20 or 30 years, was written by a well-known British, I suspect Scottish, uh, medical practitioner who was also trained in homeopathy at the uh, Great Ormond Street Hospital in La- in London, but he also uh, ran the uh, outpatients section of a well-known Scottish hospital. And he wrote the paper uh, about a woman that presented who was virtually crippled with what he called a completely ankylosed hip. She was dependent on, on crutches. She had used had been uh, sustaining steroid injections, and he said virtually in the paper that he'd reached the end of his tether. He had recently read about the New Zealand green lip muscle, and pretty well he prescribed it uh, as a last option. And he wrote about the dramatic reversal in that woman's condition, which saw her virtually freed of the condition, walking with the aid just of a stick, free of pain, with a dramatic change in the hip joint itself. I'll not go any further because medicos out there will think that I'm uh, evangelising the uh, New Zealand green lip muscle. I'm sure the New Zealand people would be very pleased to hear me say this. But look, it's a great substance. I'm glad you're doing well on it. You stay on it. It's a food. And uh, I think even though you're doing well now, you will continue to do well because it tends to grow on you. Excellent, and uh, great to hear that, Helen. Thank you for your call. Um, And Francis has rung in from Belmont now. Now, you've got some concerns about your mother's memory. Is that right? Yeah. Hello, Francis. Hi, Janice. Um, I'm actually driving down from Byron now to see Mum, and I've pulled over. Yes, Um, yes. We went to see you a while ago, and I remember you... um, She was on a heart medication, you said see if you can get her off that particular one. I can't remember what it was. Mm. And he said, doctors won't like it. Well, they didn't. And she's still on it. But um, I'm wondering about um, her... She's developing um, memory loss, short-term memory loss. She has a geriatric assessment, and they might diagnose her with early Alzheimer's. This is a woman who's been incredibly active and fit and healthy. Mm. Um, and then if she has Alzheimer's, they will put her on, to, or they'll recommend she goes on to that medication. Yes. I can't remember what it is. Yes. Do you know anything about that, or can you suggest anything well, called memory well, loss? Okay. Um, has your doctor, is your doctor aware of mum, mum's situation? Well, I'm just, that's one of the reasons I'm going there. I'm going okay. to a new doctor on Monday because okay. the other one... Okay. Um, let, let, let me ask you a question. Mm. Uh, is mum taking a statin? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, that was the one he said. Yep. Okay. I would suggest, I would suggest that you discuss the statin that your mum's taking. I'm, mm. I'm not opposed to statins per se. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And mm. there are statins and statins. 
But again, I can speak from experience here. Mm. Uh, I'm not going over the top. I had a gentleman. I, I yeah, had a yeah. gentleman present in my rooms, who was his wife, who was experiencing and had experienced for about six months mm. a deterioration in what his wife referred to as a short-term memory. Um, mm. The the chap had been placed onto a particular statin mm. um, about six months ago. I would dare not interfere with medical treatment that has been prescribed to a person. That's not my role, and it's wrong uh, for for people in our camp to attempt to do so. What I did say, however, was that he should discuss the possibility uh, mm. with his doctor cardiologist that mm. this could be associated with the particular statin he was taking. Mm. He did, and he was taken off the statin. Now, mm -hmm. I suggest that what you do is discuss it with your doctor because mm. obviously uh, mum has been placed on this for a medical condition, but mm. your, your doctor would know that there are statins and statins, mm. and um, I would suggest that possibility, and um, I'd also suggest in, in mum's case that you um, think about the the most popular preparation that is used particularly in Europe, in Western Europe, the sophisticated pharmaceutical preparation based on ginkgo biloba. Yeah, right, yeah. Where do you get that? Uh, well, ginkgo biloba is one of the most readily available um, herbs in our pharmacies. Again, mm -hmm. again, it has to be taken in a standardised dosage. Mm. And if mum yeah. is, is on a complex drug regime, it would mm. require her doctor to monitor her. And if she's on blood thinners, um, mm. it would require him to keep an eye on that to make sure that her yeah. blood profile was stable. But mm. uh, I did the first lectures... Um, on ginkgo in a Blackmore seminar many, many, many years ago. Yeah. And I am as confident today that mm. the claims that are made for it, for, if you like, retarding uh, the development of, of dementia and drift to Alzheimer, the, mm. the claims that are made for it have substance. It's not the answer. That's foolish to say that. But it's mm. worthwhile giving a go. I will, definitely. All the very best with that, Francis. Yes, it is something that is ongoing, isn't it, it, it needs to be it is worked indeed. on. Now, Pauline has rung in from Glendale. And, Pauline, you'd like to talk to Dennis Stewart today. You've been on antibiotics and it's uh, playing havoc with your digestive system. Is that the case? Yes, that's correct. Thank you very much. Hi, Dennis. Hello, How Pauline. Are you I'm, I'm well. How are you? Oh, getting there, getting okay. there, yeah. How I long? had a brain tumour removed okay. at Christmas time yes, and then yeah. I ended up with an infection yes. in the wound yes. and I've, on, I've been on extremely strong antibiotics orally and intravenously. Yes, dear, dear. yes, And yes. I have lost like about, I don't know, probably 11, 12 kilos because mm. all I've done is vomit and can't eat and all that sort of stuff and everything, you know, for about a month. Mm. Um, and I'm still sort of feeling the after effects of it. I've got to be careful about what I eat, yes. how much I eat, and I still vomit occasionally and stuff like that sort of thing. So yes. I'm just wondering, is there a probiotic or something I can take to help well, I think calm that sort of I thing think down? The, I think that probiotics, even though I think they're overstated, in your situation I think there would be uh, serious consideration given uh, to taking uh, probiotics, they're, they're seen as being useful to offset yep. some of the potential uh, damage that antibiotics can do to the gastrointestinal yep. um, uh, flora, if you like. Um, so I think that would be 
a very very good starting base. The other thing, yep. the, the other thing that I would say is that in herbal medicine, bitter tasting herbs have a remarkable sedative effect on nausea, and okay. also and also have the effect of promoting or stimulating appetite. And okay. they are some of the most safest um, substances that you can get hold of. If you were able to access, and I'm sure you would be able to, a health food store, um, get yep. hold of something like uh, dandelion tea or dandelion oh, okay. coffee. Dandelion is a very bitter herb. It's a very safe yep. herb, but it has yep. the effect of encouraging a quietening down of nausea, as all bitter herbs do. It, it, okay. it, it certainly helps the liver to function better, and yep. it, it has uh, a quiet effect also in, in, in regulating transit time through the gut. So I couldn't see how either uh, dandelion coffee or tea, in conjunction yep. with probiotics, I can't see how that would uh, complicate or interfere with what your medical managers are doing. Perhaps there's some benefit in running that past them, but those things are exceedingly safe. I'd give it a go. The more bitter uh, things you bring into your diet, uh, the better off you will be as far as rekindling your appetite and also offsetting the nausea. This is Health Naturally on 2NURFM, and Diane has rung in from Fletcher. Diane, you're suffering from Parkinson's, but you've also got a lot of pain in your leg. Yes, yes I have. Mm-hmm. Hello, Diane. Have you had it... Um, investigated as to what is causing the pain? Well, I was diagnosed with the Parkinson's 12 years ago. Yes. And sort of within the first three or four months, I did feel a little bit of discomfort in the upper leg. Yes. Upper left leg in the front muscle and the back muscle. Yes. And um, and yet my uh, neurologist, his term was I had to walk, walk, walk. Well, when Mm -hmm. I would walk, 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 it would get more discomfort. Anyway, I've battled on till now. Yes. And then this week it became so severe I can hardly walk and I saw my specialist yesterday yes. and he's referred me to a pain doctor. Oh, okay. So I didn't okay. know whether you would have anything to relieve the pain or... Okay. Look, there's a couple of things that I would suggest you think about or perhaps exploit. Um, I'm a great fan of massage therapy. Yes, and I've I was... been doing that. Good girl. Uh, if you're using uh, massage therapy even once a week, Shout yourself a good session once a week. In my opinion, that would have something going for it. Mm. The second thing is the application of warmth or heat. Yes, to I've air. been putting my weight bag on it. Well, you're a good girl. Mm. Uh, but also what I would suggest you do is try something like Stiff Sore and Sorry. Now, yeah. that's a, a product that I had a lot to do in developing. It's readily available from your pharmacy or health food it store. It in the past. Yes, uh, I would use some of that because it has uh, capsicum and arnica. And That's bo- right, and, yes. b- and both of those herbs, but in particular the, uh, the capsicum, has a distinctive effect on subduing the generation of pain. It won't necessarily uh, cure it, but it stops the generation of it. That's why it is used, uh, capsicum, in treating neuralgic conditions, uh, painful nerve-based conditions. Mm. So either use that preparation or... Uh, this is something that might sound a little bit left field. Uh, you can go to your pharmacist and there is a product that's used for what's called post-herpatic neuralgia. Now, sometimes when people, for instance, get shingles, the, the blister goes, but what it leaves 
is very, very painful nerve-based pain and neuralgia. Heard of that, yeah. Now, that can linger. Now, products based on on a particular preparation of capsicum, what's called the oleoresin of capsicum, as is a product called Zostrix, Z-O-S-T-R-I-X. Now, I don't normally mention product names, but in this case, there's really not much competition around. These are the only products Mm. that I'm aware of. Uh, Zostrix contains a very concentrated level of the oleoresin of capsicum. It would be worthwhile discussing with your pharmacist trying some of that because it would seem to me that this is a a, a nerve-based pain, a neuralgia, and as such might lend itself to some degree of sedation by using a capsicum arnica preparation or an oleoresin of capsicum preparation. Give it a try. I think that might be worth your while. But see, it doesn't seem to be in the nerve. It's in the actual muscle because when I put my hand massager on and push it into the muscle, it really hurts. This is where I think you would find that these two substances would even penetrate that far because, remember, there is a degree of warmth associated with the substances I've mentioned. So even though there is a pain subduing, there is also a warming of the tissues and a warming of tissues usually encourages increased blood flow Increased blood flow tends to bring about a little, a little bit of pain relief. I would work along that uh, direction for a while. Excellent, and thanks very much for your call, uh, Diane. Now, uh, John, uh, John, good, you've good run afternoon. in, and you're wondering about green lip muscle. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Hello, John. Um, yeah, good afternoon, Dennis. I um, heard you call there earlier from the lady that had fairly substantial good results from green lip muscle. Yes, yes. Uh, and I've got a bit of arthritis. Yes. Bad arthritis in yes, my hand. Yes. But I also suffer from gout. Okay. Are you on brought z- on by seafood. Mm. Are, no, you on, are you on xylopram? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. look, um, that's usually an effective drug in keeping um, your, your uric acid levels okay. Um, having said that, um, sometimes, sometimes seafood... Uh, can trigger off um, gout, although that's more controversial now than what it used to be. It was a general statement years ago that if you ate a lot of seafood and you had gout, it would exacerbate it or bring it on. I'm not sure that degree of certainty exists, but if you've found that to be so, it may be that um, if you were to use the New Zealand green lip muscle, you would have to um, let your doctor know and keep an eye on your uric acid levels and your experience of gout. Um, what I, what I would suggest is run uh, run it past him. I would look. I'm not a, a doctor or a GP, but I would think that um, if your uric acid levels are okay, have you had a recent attack of gout or anything like that? No, okay. no. I've fairly controlled with the okay. diet and yeah. given up alcohol and all sorts of well, I, I, look, things. So the the thing about it is uh, an attack of gout. It can usually be sensed pretty quickly if it starts to come on and can usually be aborted with some colchicine followed up by a, by a little bit of a preventative medicine. If I was in your situation and I periodically take after my father, or not periodically take after my father, but I, <laughs> I have inherited his gout tendency, um, ah, right. uh, I, w- I, w- I would be happy to give the New Zealand green lip muscle a try. Okay. Excellent. All All the very best with that. And one last in the last minute and a bit, Dennis. uh, Alison is also wondering about green lip muscle. Alison, you'd like to know whether it's okay for diabetics to take. Is that correct? 
Yes, um, I know you're running out of time, well, Dennis. That's all right, Alison. Alison, uh, I'm not aware that there'd be any complicating issues with the New Zealand green lip mussel. It's seafood protein. So right. I couldn't see any contraindications to that. I, I, I can all, always stand contradiction, but I've not yep. read anything uh, and um, I couldn't see it uh, being implicated. Okay. My husband has two bad knees. He yes. needs knee replacement. Yes, yes. But he's been, he has tried glucosamine, yes. but it makes him nauseous. Okay. Um, and the doctor, well, one doctor had prescribed this, uh, another medication starts with M, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but not a uh, MSM. No, it's oh. a. It, it sounds like um, Movacol, but it's not that. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, but uh, his new doctor told him he shouldn't be taking that while he's on diabetic medication. Oh, okay. Well, look, so, give, 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 give him a try on the, on the New Zealand green net muzzle. It sounds... Okay, yeah, I'll do that. We've really, like a, really given the New Zealanders a plug today, yeah, haven't we? Yeah? Haven't. I should get a free trip to New Zealand after well, this. why not? I'll have to contact the ambassador. <laughs> and that is health and naturally for today as Dennis goes off to his aircraft. And uh, we'll be back next Friday after the midday news on 2NURFM. That's 2.30.